Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome, spiritual trailblazers. This is going to be a great episode. We are going to be talking about practical embodied feminine wisdom. And we have such an amazing guest here for you. We have Miss Leslie Hudert, a licensed acupuncture spiritual guide and natural health expert who distills ancient wisdom into modern practical tools to help people follow their destiny with ease. She is a longtime meditator and seeker and study shiatsu and reiki in japan thai body work in thailand live at a yoga ashram in india and has received direct mentorship from spiritual masters in vadic sorry if i mispronounced that lineage i've been practicing guys so please be nice <laughs> uh leslie has a clinical degree in acupuncture and asian medicine from the top rated acupuncture school in the u.s with over 10 years of clinical experience leslie is the founder of the body wisdom academy a self-mastery training program where students dissolve blocks that have been holding them back develop true confidence attract their ideal relationships and set their life plans and dreams into motion you can connect with leslie via her website and instagram which i will include in the description for this episode leslie welcome yay thank you tia <laughs> thanks for such a wonderful introduction thank you i had a lot of practice <laughs> no worries awesome so i know we talked a little bit about this before the show and so i want to dive right into this because i know this is such an important topic so i want to ask you why practical embodied feminine wisdom? Why should women care to know about this topic? That's good. Well, that's, I'm glad you're starting with that question because I feel like it's part of my special sauce, if you will. I like you, I've, I grew up on the East Coast and I feel really passionate about this intersection between talking about deep feminine energy and healing and these things that we could sort of put in like the woo-woo category, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Energy and spirit and all of those things that are outside of the everyday. But one of my pet peeves is when I see people sort of get stuck in the shadow side of new ageiness, which mm -hmm. is when we only talk about like puppies and rainbows, as I call it, like, oh, I just want to do positive affirmations and I just want to think about light and love. And I actually am not doing anything practical to actually apply those spiritual and universal principles to my life in a way that makes a difference. Mm. Yeah, that is so true. I feel like it's almost an inadvertent setup because people, yes. it, it's really hard to deal with some of those things. Mm -hmm. you know? And it, it's easier to just be like, no, 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 rose gold, right. sunglasses. <laughs> Exactly. If I had a quarter for every time people said, yeah, I know that happened, but I'm over it. And here's the, the marker, the sort of test that I give people when they feel like, oh, I'm over that in my mind, but yet I still have blocks in my life. So if, and this may have happened to you because I know it's happened to me, sometimes in our life and our path of personal and spiritual growth, we have these things where 
Like at this point in our life, we know it. I know that I'm inherently divine. I know that I have this interior goddess and guidance. I know that I don't want to react in certain ways, that I want to carry myself in this way and be more compassionate and loving to myself and others. I know it with my mind, I'm committed to it. But I notice that actually I can't quite get there in the moment. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. Yeah, I feel like there are some times where I want to be more in the moment, but I feel like I can't. So, or, yes. or it's just like, because I want to focus on the positive, Yes, it's, it's almost so forced. Like, no, no, no. I want to live in a moment, be positive, but I feel like I'm not getting that full experience. Yes, exactly. And so what I want people to know, and really what I do is when that happens, when you know something in your mind, but you just feel, and you're not sure why that you're not getting there in the moment that is a subtle body block. What I mean by that is that the subtle body is really, you know, there's no Webster definition for the subtle body. This is a more of an ancient understanding of how the human body, mind, body, spirit system works on a technical level. But our subtle body or the way that our mind, body, soul system are intertwined has a very technical side to it. And so if we know something in our mind, but we can't actually do it, it means that it's not getting integrated into our subtle body, that there's still some sort of block on a deeper unconscious level that's holding us back. Mm. And by not diving into areas in our life, because, and so do you think it's a, just backtracking a little bit, do you think yeah. it's a combination of uh, certain people just, setting the tone of hey don't worry about that focus on the all the positive so do you think it's a combination of that and maybe social media I think it can be a lot of things I mean I think one there's definitely a societal thing especially among women I think as women we're particularly guilty because we're raised to be you know, be good, do good, be a nice girl, you know, women don't get angry or talk about negative things. So I think that's a definite influence why women especially get this pattern. Mm -hmm. And part of it is a natural way that our nervous system and our unconscious protect us. Mm. By saying, that shit over there looks so scary. Mm -hmm. And my job is to, you know, protect your nervous system has two jobs. One is to, this is a big takeaway that I would love for everyone to have on a note card next to their desk is that your nervous system, your body wisdom, your inherent unconscious system has two jobs. One is to keep you safe. And two is to manifest, make physical your unconscious desires for wholeness. So let's break that down because that was maybe a little not straightforward to say it. The first one makes sense. Yeah. The, your body wants to keep you safe. If you die, mm -hmm. your body dies. That's a pretty, you know, coherent right. type of thing. And so that can mean a lot of things. It can mean physical threats, which we're all very uh, accustomed to, but it can also be emotional things or some offhanded comment that someone says that feels frightening to your unconscious that also triggers that protector mechanism. So when we're talking about the people who, if you happen to have a pattern where I just don't want to go into the negative things, your particular, your particular protector or nervous system might have a little trigger like, ooh, getting into anything negative could be too scary. Let me just shut that down. Mm -hmm. The second one is that 
you know, life, one of the adages that I teach in the Body Wisdom Academy is that life is pushing us towards wholeness. Mm-hmm. And those of us who are, you know, like you and I and the folks you work with, seekers who are really, you know, trying to better ourselves, who know there's more of this soul aspect to life, most of us can say like, oh, even the difficult things that have happened in my life, those have actually brought me learning. Those have actually been important for my own spiritual and personal development. Do you Mm -hmm. think that's true? Oh, yeah. So our body, in a second way, will bring up things. It'll bring up blocks. It'll bring up pain. It'll bring up habits that are there because we need to look at them in order to get to our next level of growth. Man, that was so deep. I was just <laughs> so in tune. <laughs> no, I, I can really relate to that, especially when you just said, you know, about basically, you know, pain, hurt, things that are bad, bad things that happen. It helps to, well, I don't want to say help because that's, that can be a little bit insensitive for some people, but mm, it's just like, right. there, there's some things that trigger growth. Yes. And, and I think about when my grandparents passed, I was so close yes. to them. And, and when they did, it really triggered, you know, me, made me think, well, am I living my life to the fullest? Am I in yes. tune with myself? I really wasn't. Like I was doing things, but a lot of things were on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that you said it because I want women, especially because I know a lot of women listen to this podcast to be able to look at that part and yes. get so in tune with your body that you know that as you were saying, your nervous system, your body saying, no, no, no the vibes are bad. Don't trust that person. Don't put your hand in fire as opposed to, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but I need to have this conversation. Yeah. And I I really think that sometimes, especially, and I don't know if it was always a thing and now it's just more noticeable because everyone has a a phone in their hand Mm. that what you were saying, people just shut down. No one wants to have a conversation anymore. It's a shut down, shut down, shut down. That doesn't help your growth. And it doesn't allow you to be more in tune with your body, you know? Yes. So, so now you have that space where people are telling you how to think, how to feel, what to do, because you're so out of tune with your body. And that's where this comes in. Yes. The, one of the amazing gifts, I think, of being a human that we don't really recognize is that we actually have an inborn system of guidance, of really knowing that your body is actually the mouthpiece for your soul. Mm. The things that show up in your body and your ability to tune into not just your intuition in a mental level, which some people are a little more wired for than others. I sometimes hear people say, well, I don't know. I'm not psychic or other stuff, but everybody (laughs) does have the ability and can learn how to connect with their unconscious body wisdom in a way that your body can guide you more closely, Mm -hmm. which means you'll make better decisions, which means you'll have better relationships, which means you can go through conflict in an easier, more connected way, instead of like running out of the room anytime anybody else seems upset, which is a big, you know, women avoid conflict like the plague. Most people do, (laughs) but I think especially women. And also, uh, what I know is that a lot of women say, oh, I don't want any confrontation. I said, don't look at right. a confrontation. Look at it as a conversation. It doesn't become a confrontation until both people, Ooh. both parties get so elevated in their emotion that they're not listening to each other. And then they want to choke each other. <laughs> yes. So beautifully said. I'm glad you're hitting on that. What, uh, I teach people a lot about this concept that I call the 50% line. 
you know, there's, there's this saying about the three different types of businesses. There's three different types of businesses in the world. There's your business, other people's business, and God's business. You say mm. God in the universe. And mm. you shouldn't go messing around in the other two. <laughs> so Love actually, it. what people really call confrontation is actually just a lack of clarity about that 50% line. In my relationship with other people, I have my stuff that I'm bringing on my 50% of the line and they have their 50% of the line. So how powerful would it be? How much embodying of your goddess nature is it to be in relation with someone who's angry and upset and to have clarity about what part of that shit is theirs and what part might be yours Mm -hmm. and to feel comfortable in owning that in speaking with love and compassion and actually finding that the way that you deal with it actually helps the other person come back to themselves and have more of a heartfelt communication with you. That's so wonderful. And the thing is, and, and you, you, touched, excuse me, you touched on this a little bit ago is that this applies across the board. This isn't just, yes. you know, for your spiritual, you know, goddess growth, this can apply in business. <laughs> With, uh, you know, your health, other relationships, which makes it so much more uh, relatable because like people say, oh, I'm not spirit, I'm not psychic, you know, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have a certain level of whatever you want to call it, females intuition, butterflies mm-hmm. in the summer, something that, you know, whatever people say, oh yeah, it was something in the air, you know, whatever. It's there. And yeah. if we can tap into our, you know, divine uh, knowledge that is our body, you know, then we can be able to walk in this world with a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more comfortability, a little bit more, you know, fill in the blank because we're just more in tune and, and we create this, this, uh, this atmosphere that even when you walk in a room, people already know, okay. Yeah. She is about having conversations. She mm-hmm. is a person who is level-headed. And I say level-headed, meaning that when we're just trying to get our point across. And I was talking to my mom about this earlier this morning. And just as a disclaimer, I do not hate men. I love men. But what I said was, it's funny how some people say that women can't be leader- leaders because they're so emotional. I said, but if you look at history, it's always mm. men that you hear about, or not always, but it's more so men than women that you hear about who are doing all these extra things based on their emotions. Really, it's based mm-hmm. on their emotions. You know, how they, they just can't control themselves, you know? So when I say level-headed, I mean that you can just be able to be so in tune. With that. This, was, this is about embodied feminine wisdom, yeah. embodied. So you'd be so in tune that, you have the wits to, to come back, you know, with something and let people know who you are, you know, what you're about. Okay. And the more you do that, the more that atmosphere you create. So when you enter a room, when people first meet you, they just know, even if they don't know completely, they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So beautifully said. I mean, one of my, I think, soapbox messages is that spirituality is inherently practical people make a mistake that's like that this is separate thing like oh i either talk about all these woo-woo things or i pray you know we all have sort of the examples i think in mainstream american society of people who go to church every sunday but are kind of jerks you know i've met 
I've met folks of every spiritual tradition who are where there's examples of inherently just in holy, godly people and total assholes, whether that's, you know, in Vedic India or people who subscribe to Buddhism or Christianity. So like real in my heart, my working belief is that real human spirituality is a practical purpose. So Mm -hmm. if you are someone who feels like, oh, I'm really spiritual, but I've got these blocks in my life those two things are related. Mm -hmm. The blocks that you have in your business are actually connected with blocks in your personal spiritual path. The blocks Mm -hmm. in your relationship or attracting the person who really meets with you could be linked to some block in your subtle body. So it all fits together in a wonderful and sometimes challenging feeling way. Oh yeah. So what are some of the most common, let's say physical blocks that you see see in, in, in in the women who come to you? Hmm. I think, let me think and feel into that for one second. One of the most common things that happens, because I tend to work with folks who really identify as healers. That Mm -hmm. means they might be, you know, they might have some sort of practitioner license or be a life coach or a nutritionist or a Reiki practitioner, but they also might just be someone who knows inherently that they're on a healing path. They might be recovering from a chronic illness or just know that they, they had a period in their life, whether it's like your powerful story of losing people who are close to you and realizing like, whoa, something else needs to change here in my life. And so what I notice is a sign of a common block is that people feel like they know a lot in their mind, but they're not able, maybe they even help other people with it. I help other people with their health or with their nutrition or with their money mindset, but yet I've still got some blind spots there myself. Mm. So that's the biggest red flag that I see across the board, whether it's with, um, and sometimes that shows up in relationship. A lot of that time, it's a woman who's sort of a, you know, a really good boss lady in the world, but has a lot of guys in the friend zone, but maybe not so much in the, you know, personal romantic zone. And this was my story. I can tell you, Tia, the first time I just had a birthday, I just turned 30, 38. And the first time, thank you. It's still my birthday month. I'm following your lead. (laughs) I love it. Um, The first time a guy ever asked me for my number, I was 32 years old. The first time in my entire life, because I had been making up until that point, I had been making some major subtle body mistakes where I thought I was doing everything right but I was so blocked in my inner world around men, about relationship. And literally a month after I started learning and practicing those things differently, I went to a friend's wedding, a guy asked me for my number and it sort of catapulted me into this year and a half of like really doing dating as a practice of really getting in touch with my feminine side in a way that I hadn't been before. And gosh, less than I think two years later, I met my wonderful partner Jay and have been in relationship with him. And it's just like, when you change the inner world stuff, when you change the subtle body health and you dissolve the blocks that have been there, your outer world takes giant leaps in what actually shows up. I love that. And you're going to have to come back on the show and talk about that. <laughs> okay, because apparently I had resting bitch face and didn't know it. <laughs> so like people just like, guys just like, oh, you just look so, or I was also told, you look complete. Like you don't need anybody. It's like, that's true. Uh-huh. I don't need a man, but I want one now. There's yes. a difference. 
So yeah. when you want somebody, then you need them because you can't imagine life without them. So yeah, come come back on the show to talk about. <laughs> Ooh, that is juicy, girl. I feel like we already got yes, perfect. I'm in. That's a big one. Oh man, and and when you come on, I will give you the reason why I end up having that face and not realize. Actually, you know what? I do it real quick now as a side note. So when I was in high school, I had to catch the bus with a lot of other kids who were from a bunch of other schools. Yes. And, and so I went to Catholic high school. Some people say, oh, that's still private school because, because you have to pay, but private school is, is different. It's like cost more than Catholic school. Mm. And it was always an issue uh, getting on a bus. Some people didn't want to sit next to me. Girls try to hit, hit me with their book bags, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had to look tough in the face. Yes. And, and that's what happened. You know, I went from this, like, you know, girls like, oh, ha ha, he he, you know, whatever to like, Yes. You don't have to sit next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. that, that's where their face started as a defense mechanism. But what I didn't realize and what you were saying before is what's going on somewhere is a block that happens, you know, in another place. I didn't realize just how good I got at having that yes. hard exterior. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank you for that example, because it really comes back to this is your unconscious's two jobs to keep you safe. And at that moment, you know, at that point in your life, you needed a protective face. So what I want people to realize is that the way that our mind body system functions is it has simple rules, but they're not common sense. Mm-hmm. Common sense with your thinking mind says, well, your mind should have just known that you weren't on the bus anymore and you didn't need that. That's not how the body works. The body has a rule that the alarm switch stays on until Mm -hmm. it's turned off in a very specific mind body system way. Yes. That, and and that's so true. Again, I I had no clue how deep it was. Um, So what what are some things that people can do on a, on a daily basis to just help them get more embodied in, in their feminine wisdom? Yes. Good question. I'm so glad you're asking it. Number one, is the first, this talk about like sort of two mind shifts and then the practical application. Cause I'm a, I'm a practical kid. So number one is that we recognize that the body has a mind of its own. Mm. So the first shift that I ask people to make all over every time I'm speaking at a conference or other places is to recognize that your body has a mind of its own that is separate from your thinking mind. Now, what that means is that just like, it's like, I want you to start to imagine that your body is like a friend who's separate from you, but with you all the time. So imagine that if like what most of us do is our friend that we're hanging out with, we're having lunch and she says something like, oh, hey, I think I need, I need a little something different for today. And the way that we do that when our body brings that up is we say, well, shut up. We're not going to do that right now. (laughs) We don't realize that most of us have been treating this friend very badly mm-hmm. by telling it that its thoughts don't matter, by when it brings up a subject, us kind of suppressing it and doing something different, by making up lots of stories about its intention. How many times have you or heard other people say like, oh, my body's just punishing me or getting back at me for you know, when I did this, that, and this thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you did that to a friend, you'd be like, okay, thanks, bye. You know, like, We wouldn't do those sorts of things to a friend, but we do them to our body, which arguably is one of the best friends that our soul will have in this life. Mm. 
So the first mind shift is to recognize your body has a mind of its own. And then the actionable step that you take is you actually start to check in with your body as if it were a friend. What that looks like is when you're going to eat out in a certain place, you take a moment and you kind of connect with what you imagine your inner body wisdom to be. And you just feel into it like body, how do you feel if we go to this place for lunch? And you just sort of notice the feeling sensation in your body. Does it feel more like, and I teach people to just break it down to the very basic, does it feel more expansive, like lighter, like this motion of sort of your chest and your, if your arms were wings, like your wings kind of coming up and expanding? Or does it kind of have a like, ugh, more contractive, like you're kind of curling into a ball or getting more heavy or kind of wanting to lean and cave inwards? So as a practical sense, you start to check in with your body and you ask it questions. You see how different scenarios feel in your body, which is actually your body's way of responding and giving you guidance. Yes, I can so relate to that. And I know many people can. And when you talked about that, especially, uh, you know, just checking in with your body, I just remember having conversations with people who they would just say, oh, well, you know, the group is what the group wanted to do. Right. And they really didn't know how to express that they just didn't want to do it because again, no right. one wants to be, yeah, no, no one wants to be that person. But here's, here's an example that I, I tell people happened to me. So I would go to lunch with some people and this one guy was just really negative. I mean, it, I, I get that some people have bad days, things like this, but this guy's consistently negative. Mm, yeah. I would give him that. At least he's consistent. With right. But um, so the other person, a mutual friend would invite this guy to lunch. And mm. I just told him, told him, I said, you know, I, I respect that it's your car. You invite whoever you want to come to lunch. I said, but when you invite him, please don't invite me. Mm-hmm. Because my body, just as you were saying, does it cave in? Is, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to put on extra yeah. layers of energetic protection just mm-hmm. so, I, so his negativity won't, you know, s- uh, seep over here. Right. So I, I would just su- suggest to uh, the listeners is that, you know, you can even probably Google this conversations in a way, like, how can I say no? Some people mm-hmm. are just like, I don't want to say no because fill in a blank, right? Yes, exactly. And I teach people, I've sort of developed a, what I call an energetic communication system. And what we teach mm. the most is honor and I need. So honor, just like the example that you gave, you use this rubric. I totally respect that it's your car and you have friends and all of those things. And I need to not be invited when he's around. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's many different versions of that, but honoring the person, like I do respect you. You're my friend. I'm so glad you invite me. And I need to just not be in an environment with a consistently negative person. You're right. And then it just feels so much better. And when you do that, you get respected more for that as opposed to, oh, I hate when this yes. guy comes and then you're complaining to your friend about it. And he's like, well, you know, that's how he is. I can't, he's a grown man, you know, right. all the other things. <laughs> Lots of messing with the 50% line. It's like, let's keep it clean. His business is, you know, where he is in his life. My business right. is what I choose to subject myself to in a knowing way. Absolutely. <laughs> It'll make it so much easier. <laughs> Oh my goodness. 
so we talked about so much here and I feel like it's so much, you know, great value. And so another final question I have for you before we wrap this up is, and you talked a little bit about this before I want you to dive a little bit more into it is when you mentioned ways to unwind. So when you're just so caught up in, you know, trying to be in touch with your body and understanding, you know, XYZ, how can people just unwind from the day because they did so much work throughout the day? Good question. I think still one of those is still to recognize that go back to those mind shifts, check in with your body. A, a good question to have, I think like on a note card, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of posting little notes to ourselves in different random places. And sometimes people will say like, oh, I don't want to put that up there because I don't want my, you know, my family or my kids to see it. That's fine. Just put like a little picture of a diagram, like a, just a heart or just a little outline of a body and put that somewhere so that only you know what it's for. But in terms of unwinding, it's really coming back to yourself and asking those questions of how do I feel right now? Am I in my body? That's a whole nother thing that we didn't even talk about, especially like energetically sensitive people or highly sensitive individuals who tend to just energetically leave their body and kind of be like, you know, a little partway disassociated. That's a whole nother thing. So coming back into your body. And the second thing I think that's really important is we talked about this mind shift. This is the second mind shift that your body has two priorities to keep you safe and to manifest your unconscious needs. Well, the practical thing that we do about that is that because we realize that the body really is always looking for safety, even when our mind knows that it's safe, I'm just sitting in a room with these people, you know, with the negative guy, he's not going to harm me physically, but there's something about it that feels unsafe. Mm -hmm. The practical thing to do to unwind and to come back to yourself is checking in with your body and telling your body and I usually have people say this out loud. So your brain and your nervous system are all registering it. This phrase that I teach people is, body, this is a safe place to be, and I choose this. Mm. Body, this is a safe place to be, and I choose this. And even now, as you do it, if you just take a moment and gently, I have people, again, say it out loud, because just thinking in your mind doesn't get, doesn't register in your system the same way as when we produce sound and hear it of body, this is a safe place to be, and I choose this. Most people will notice that in their body, there's a little bit of a softening, of a coming back to myself. I noticed maybe that I was holding some tension, and now that that's releasing. So this safety phrase really helps us to begin the process of learning how to play by the rules of the body in a way that serves our soul and our way in the world. Man, that made so much sense. And I actually became calmer as you were saying yes, that. Yes, exactly. It's so true because like when you when you talked about like being in, in a in a group setting, it's so true because as women, what are we taught? Be aware of your surroundings. And guys are taught this too, but it's more emphasis with the women. Be aware yes, of your surroundings. Exactly. Don't accept open drain from people, especially strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get in a car, make sure that you share your Uber. Like all these things that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, can we actually ever be in a in a safe place where you can just check in with our body and, you know, and ask those questions. So I like that. It's just like, okay, we, we do the work ahead of time so we can enjoy being present 
And then when we go home, we can, you know, unwind or whatever we're at. So that way we can just take a chill pill every now and then. Right. (laughs) Coming back to ourselves. This is really the embodied feminine that really realizing not just in a mental way that we are inherently divine, but in a practical way, being able to use the words and the techniques and the rituals and the phrases that help us really feel that in a deep cellular way, because that is a wave of presence that goes outward, that serves ourselves and serves others in a way that brings us all closer to our, our true nature of love and connection. Love it. I know I said it was the last question, but I have another one. <laughs> Great. Bring it on. <laughs> um, I lied. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> what are some of your, your rituals? Because you just mentioned it and it had me thinking. What are, what are your yeah. rituals? Good. Well, one of the uh, one that hasn't always been easy, but I'm applying these techniques that I teach to people and using them myself is I check in frequently. Like when someone asks me, I will actually be like, hold on, let me feel into that. And even if I'm kind of awkwardly sitting with someone, I'll maybe put my hands together in front of my chest. I'll close my eyes and I'll just sort of internally ask my body before I answer someone's request. So that's a ritual that I really stake my claim in and really force myself to practice even in times like even in business settings, even if it seems like, oh, maybe this is going to be weird or woo woo for someone. I'm like, oh, hold on. I just need to check in about that. And then I'll open my eyes up and I'll be like, nope, that doesn't work for my body. Sorry. (laughs) Wow. You are only the second person I have ever heard to do that. One one, One of my really good friends, he's really in tune like that. And he literally does that. He literally says, hold on, let me just check in real quick. I'm like, I don't even know what he's doing. I'm a spiritual person. And we would be in public and he would literally close his eyes. Sometimes he put his hand on his chest. That is amazing. I didn't know that it was like a, I thought it was just like his thing. I didn't realize that was a thing thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. And you know, I'll say if, it, if you're not at the level where you feel like it's comfortable or appropriate to do that, the, the thing that I have people do is just do like a little timeout sign with your hands to kind of give your mind body system a little like, hold on, I'm not going to answer. And then you just say to the person, you know, I'm going to have to get back to you about that. And then you can sort of separate yourself out when you have a couple minutes later, then you can check in with yourself and then come back. Cause you know, arguably it is maybe a little odd for people to switch that up. I was actually with my, um, my sister-in-law and we were traveling. I was asking her a question. All of a sudden she said, Oh, were you asking me something? Cause you talked to yourself a lot. So I wasn't sure if that was true or not. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, she wasn't saying it in a mean way, but I realized, yeah. Oh yeah, I do. I do quite talk to myself and my body a lot in my, in my daily life. And that's part of as a sensitive kind of empathic person in the world that I've learned to use my superpowers as a sensitive empath, but also have good boundaries and not be bowled over by other people's energy. Yeah. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. And I will say that the more you get in tune to your, your body and your feminine wisdom, the less you realize that people really are not looking at you like that in public. I know that there's so many, you know, videos of, Oh my God, you know, this guy caught on camera. A lot of that so-called caught on camera is predetermined. It's a setup. A lot of times, you know, always a person who just so happens to have the camera right there. So (laughs) cause there are times where I literally test it out. Like, okay. Because, uh, for example, my mom, she gets a little nervous eating in public. She doesn't like people looking at her. And I would literally look around plenty of times like, there's there's no one looking at you. <laughs> so, right. 
so when you are doing things like granted if you are dancing and you're singing you know like oh goddess hecate yeah people are going to look at you in public but if you are sitting there even if you're in a like a boardroom and you're just like wait a minute you know what let me just do my thing whatever you want to call it and they know who you are they know like oh yeah she's a spiritual business owner she's into her spirituality they'll get it. Or, or, or what I do sometimes is I take a deep breath, but it's really not a deep breath. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> you know, it's close my eyes, take a deep breath. But, it, you know, just as Leslie was saying, I get it. We get it. Sometimes you are in a setting where you really can't do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, see, you can just like, you know, pretend that you're just rubbing your neck, you know, maybe you just right. take a deep breath and it's yep. like, oh, you Right. No one's going to second guess that you just like, oh, rubbing your neck. They may say, do you need a throat lozenge or something right. like that? <laughs> but you could do that. Exactly. Yep. Even just like, you know, putting your hands together in front of you, make some a contact, like energetically, the heart comes down and out the meridians of the hands. So clasping mm-hmm. your hands with the palms of your hands pressed together, which is a perfectly, you know, held out in front of you is a perfectly normal social gesture that people make. And it can really Mm. give your body system a kind of pattern break to get out of maybe a trigger that you were getting triggered in and just kind of come back to yourself. So those are all really good rituals. Right. Absolutely. And and don't be afraid to say, I have to get back to you. If you're like, no, I really want to do what Leslie said. You know, no one's, if someone's really pressuring you to say yes or no, even if they're like, okay, we give you an hour, that's still great. You got an hour, right. but you know, really check in with yourself. Cause the last thing we want you to do is to put yourself in a position where your body's going to go inward, but not in a good way. And, mm-hmm. and what happens is that you're going to get some, eventually some physical manifestations of, mm-hmm. you know, some, some, something that's not pleasant. Yeah. So, any final words, Leslie? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this joy in collaborating with you, Tia. So fun to have these conversations. And I trust and know that these go out into the universe and they're landing on people that need to hear them. So I'm sending my love to them as well. And if you want to, I also love giving stuff away. So if you would like to start to learn some of these body-centered processes of the technical way to start to get down into how does my mind body system actually work in a way that makes a difference. And like you beautifully said to you, I'm like, Oh, I actually feel calmer in this moment. And I'm a little bit more, you know, here, uh, I have an audio course called 30 days to a more grounded you. And this, it takes listeners through my three step process of contacting your body. There's short audios. There's 30 different unique audios that you can listen to over 30 days or 60 days or as many as you, you know, stretch it out as long as you want with a workbook and an online platform. You can download them. So they're yours to keep. Um, And so I'm happy to give that away to one of your listeners. Awesome. And I cannot wait to give it to them. So (laughs) what's going to happen is uh, in my email, when this goes out, the first person to respond will be getting this. So you got to be quick draw, mid draw with the email response and you will be the lucky winner to get that 30 days to a more grounded you. I'm excited because, you know, this is so crucial to our development on so many levels. So Mm. uh, if you're not on the email list, go to tmariejohnson.com. You'll see a pop-up box. You can sign up there. You can sign up for just about anything and you'll get on the email list. All right. So you can, uh, you know, get your, your, um, 
your chance to win this beautiful gift. All right. So thank you so much, Leslie. I know that the listeners have so much juicy spiritual information to take with them and really apply it to their life. And I cannot wait to, and, and, oh yeah, side note also send, send me emails, you know, you know, how this works for you. Some people do, but I want to keep them coming because I, I know that this is so important. I am so passionate about women really getting back into their bodies, their center, their being, because so many times this happens where women are just so caught up in doing so many things for other people mm. that they end up living outside their body and yeah. and their confidence goes down. So we want to bring that back. And that's what we're doing here. So please, you know, listen to this episode over and over again, whenever you need it and definitely go on the list so you can get a chance to get that 30 days. All right. Thank you again, Leslie. And everyone have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. As always, I'm rooting for you and be kind to yourself. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.